Welcome to America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Advisory services offered through the Retirement Guys Formula. Registered Investment Advisor, America's Retirement Headquarters, America's Medicare Associates, and the Retirement Guys Formula are separate and independent entities from Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Thanks so much for joining us today and welcome into America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates with Nolan Baker, Scott Kirchner, Chaz Price, and myself. My name is Chris Vaughn. Really do appreciate you spending part of the day with us. Here's how you reach out. 419-794-3030. That's the phone number. Once again, 419-794-3030. Online, ARHQ.com. On today's show, we're going to talk about how tax planning can be just as important as the money you saved and could adult kids moving back home wreck your retirement? Short answer, yes. We'll get into more of that later on. But first, let me check in with the guys. Glad to be with you as always. How are we? It's doing great. It's good to be here. You know, just finishing up kind of the spring break season with the kids. Uh, I had an opportunity to spend some time with both my son coming home from college and then also my son in high school. And uh, now we're just celebrating Easter weekend. So we're going out to see some family and uh should be a good time. I think uh, finally the nicer weather is maybe headed our way. Maybe. Well, I think so. Is this for good? Well, let's, uh, the, the forecast shows that it's for good. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I also have done a little traveling, um, uh, doing the travel volleyball thing now. I spent the last weekend in um, St. Louis. Opening day at the Cardinals was uh, pretty cool. 46,000 people flooded the streets after the game. And it was, uh, it was pretty neat, but uh, the weather was great there as well. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm still just in wedding mode. It's a T minus <laughs> 60 days, so pocketbook is dwindling and sure. some shopping over the weekend. So that that was my uh, my day. And you're going to be in wedding mode for another 60 days or so. Yeah. But, you know, as we talked about last week, more people spend time planning weddings or vacations or things like that than they actually do plan their retirement. And as we're talking about the weather, hopefully it is here to stay. But meteorologists, if they get it wrong, it's no harm, no foul for them when it comes to your retirement plans. If you... Uh, if you get it wrong, then it's not a situation where you're like, okay, well, I'll try again tomorrow. That could have some real ramifications. So it's definitely a measure twice, cut once sort of thing. And with proper planning, you can avoid those, those what-ifs down the line, hopefully. And that's why the team's here for you. Again, the number 419-794-3030. Now, the Wall Street Journal did a feature on five people actually in retirement. Each had saved less than a million dollars. Each spent an average of about $50,000 a year. So you would think the math works out. They'd have a comfortable retirement. Yet they told stories about cutting back on spending due to inflation, taxes, a mortgage, and worries about the market. The people who seemed the most secure were the ones who actually had a pension. So those with guaranteed income, people with the lower amount of savings, still worried without guaranteed money coming in every month. So if people don't have the luxury of a pension, what else can generate reliable income? Well, you know, it actually really makes me think about a a case Chaz and I were meeting with some folks uh, earlier this past week, and uh, let's just call them Dan and Barb. And, you know, what they wanted to do is they really wanted to have reliable retirement income. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they were talking a little bit about the pains of what the market has done to their portfolio in the last year, Uh, even within the last couple of weeks, you know, with the volatility, they were really kind of concerned about what was happening. And, you know, in their situation, legacy planning is even higher on the priority uh, protecting their assets from a long-term care was a big priority of theirs. And, you know, what they said is, look, you know, we want to get to a point where we just have more reliable income and we don't want to ride this uh, roller coaster of, of what's happening out there within the market. And so what we did is we kind of went through and we did an analysis. And if you haven't had one of these analysis before, uh, I'd encourage you to give our office a call, 419-794-3030, and uh, ask us for the retirement income analysis. So, you know, if we have, again, the first five people who give us a call, we'd be happy to do the retirement income analysis. When we did the analysis for them, what we had found is they had a, a grade point average. So think about kids in high school or college, a GPA of 3.6. And, you know, most of the results of their portfolio in the stock market would have become due to the lottery of the returns of the market. So we were able to put together our trademark system. It's called the independent income system. And within that approach, we were able to give a specific purpose to each of their accounts, you know, designed to help them better manage their money, protect their assets, and efficiently plan their estate, get them the solutions that they needed that had more reliable income. There's a couple of different ways, Chaz. I think when we look at it with clients, uh, when we're looking at reliable income, 
and doing the analysis, I would say it's things like dividends, uh, interest on bonds, and interest on annuities. Uh, when you're talking with people as a certified financial plan and developing that retirement income analysis, what are the ways that you're looking at to help people, you know, if a pension isn't available, how else can they generate more reliable income? That's often a question I ask in our events, and uh, I'll get a lot of blank faces, and I'll ask, how much of your retirement income should be at risk? And so there's mm -hmm. usually, you know, kind of a, you know, people are thinking about it. And then there's a guy in the back that usually is, wants to raise his hand and say zero, but not sure if he's, he's right. Mm -hmm. And the answer, the answer is zero. And ultimately, we don't want really any variability in your retirement income. We, we can withstand retirement variability in our assets, but we don't want it at our income. So uh, the main goal with anything reliable is that it's not going to be subject to the market's ups and downs. Sure. So again, you're correct. That's dividends. That's uh, Social Security is a big one, which is why we talk about Social Security planning and, and making the right decision, because for many people, it is going to be their primary source of retirement reliable income. Um, unfortunately, sometimes going back to work and part-time work is an option for some more reliable income. But essentially, again, anything that is not subject to the market's ups and downs, like pensions, are, are going to be a good solution. I, I think it's also important to note that with pensions, not all pensions are created equal. There's a lot of different options. There's a lot of different claiming strategies, you know, like joint payouts, mm -hmm. payouts with uh, time period certain so that, you know, God forbid, if you pass away early in, in the pension payout phase that your beneficiaries get back a good majority of what you put into the plan. And so I think that's where we can help is trying to coordinate the pension benefits um, you know, make sure that the family gets the maximum amount of, of uh, income, that it's reliable, and that they're not, you know, subjecting themselves to a ton of risk of an untimely death of one of the spouses. Yeah, so when we're looking at, you know, helping you create retirement reliable income, and we're doing this retirement income analysis, the feedback on what we can give to you is, number one, is we can look at the dividends that you have in a portfolio. So dividends are more predictable in a portfolio. Some stocks pay dividends, some don't. You want to know what your yield is because, you know, regardless the price of a fast food restaurant, if you're getting a dividend from that company, that dividend's going to come in regardless of the price going up or down. That's going to be more predictable, consistent income. So if you don't know how much income you're getting from your stocks and your dividends and your indexes, that's one of the things this retirement income analysis can do for you. Secondarily, uh, if you have bonds in your portfolio, so if you have, you know, mutual funds or ETS, or you have a variable annuity with sub accounts that are bond focused, you know, we can take a look and we can talk about, you know, how the interest rate risk is. We can talk a little bit about things like direct ownership versus funds and ETFs, you know, what might be a better approach to getting more retirement income. Uh, annuities, you know, some people are confused about annuities. Some people love annuities. Some people say they hate annuities. And uh, annuities are a confusing topic, but we can break down the difference between fixed and indexed, you know, ones that are protected against market loss. We can talk about, you know, how high interest rates. I see fixed annuities now paying greater than 5%. Hmm. You know, so if you have a CD or if you have an old annuity, it could be a great time to upgrade it with how high interest has gone. And, you know, other annuities offer, uh, you know, various lifetime income options. So if you have thought about it or even if you own an annuity, uh, with all the changes we've seen in the last year, it's a, a good time to take a look at that. So that retirement income analysis uh, is as easy as a phone call away, 419 794-3030 is how you get a hold of us, or just again on the website, ARHQ.com. Uh, you can click on that and contact us from the website, ARHQ.com, or uh, check out some of the upcoming events that we have. Again, you can just click on the events tab at ARHQ.com, but really do take advantage of this offer just as a way of saying thank you guys for joining us today here on America's Retirement Headquarters, that retirement income analysis, if you're one of the first five people to respond, 419-794-3030, or the website, ARHQ.com. Now, speaking of events, there are a lot of people on TV, radio, and hosting dinner seminars that are offering help with retirement income planning. Guys, what makes your practice unique, and what are the advantages to sitting down with the team at America's Retirement Headquarters? Well, I definitely think that we have a lot of unique features on our CFO approach here and some of our processes that we've put together with the independent income system. But, you know, before I, I kind of dive into that, one of the things that I would say is that if you haven't had an opportunity to come out to one of our events, uh, uh, I would encourage you to do so. You know, we just finished up the first quarter of 2023. 
Um, between America's Medicare Associates and the mm-hmm. Retirement Guys Formula, we had nearly 600 uh, local people come out to our event. So for those of you that did join us, I uh, uh, greatly appreciate it. Uh, again, ARHQ.com. Click on the events tab, and you'll see we have a couple more Medicare events that are still coming up. Uh, we also are doing an event back at Urban Pine. We've got a lunch event, a dinner event where we're talking wealth, wine, and wisdom. And who doesn't like, uh, you know, great uh, charcuterie board and some wine and to learn some knowledge? Uh, we're going to be talking at that event about how to protect your assets from long-term care without buying uh, traditional long-term care insurance. We'll talk about the uh, ultimate estate planning guide, and we'll talk about how to keep the government away from your money from taxes. So a couple of great events that are coming up. You know, when we look at it and we look at, you know, what makes us unique and, you know, what are the things that kind of stand out? Um, when I purchased the building here that we're, you know, doing our headquarter recording at, America's Retirement Headquarters, you know, we're located in Arrowhead Park here in Maumee, Ohio. It's one building, about 21,000 square feet, uh, and when I purchased the building in 2008, I had the vision of one location to help people that are close to or in retirement time coordinate their entire financial plan together. Um, you know, America's Retirement Headquarters was built on that mission. And, you know, here in 2023, I can see that, that that's really come together. I think one of the things that I think people like is they like the ability to come in. They like to have somebody where they can talk to me about their overall game plan. Then I can pull somebody like Chaz, who's a a certified financial planner, when they need some plan design put together. I can pull people like Scott when they need the the health insurance questions answered. And what do I do before, you know, I get on Medicare? How do I navigate affordable health care? What do I do when I transition into Medicaid? Or things like Jeremy on, you know, how are the ways to Social Security optimize my strategies and what could be the best approach? So it's really it's that plan is to educate all Americans on how to better manage their money, protect their assets, and efficiently plan their estate. But I think when we're looking at how to create a retirement income plan, I think one of the other things that makes us unique is our process uh, that we have called the independent income system. Again, uh, more great information out there on Google. If you just Google independent income system, uh, you can look at the threats and opportunities that uh, our most recent video we talked about of what's in the marketplace today. But I'd say that is one of our specialties right here is kind of putting it together. Uh, to me, a lot of it comes from my personal background. You know, in the United States Marine Corps, uh, and really my nearly 30 years of experience has taught me how to have a disciplined investment approach. I think, you know, one of the challenges about investors is they will oftentimes just, you know, change gears. They'll let short-term emotions, you know, impact their long-term decisions. And the other thing is, is, you know, a lot of the folks that we run into, Chaz, you probably would agree with, they've been working at a company their whole years. They're good at what they know how to do. They're good at what their career path has been. They know they needed to save and invest, and they put money into their 401k. But, you know, transitioning from getting a paycheck from a company to moving into retirement time and trying to figure out, it seems like a complex situation. But what we do is we try to take that complex situation and we try to simplify it in what we call the team approach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the team approach is well, was a unique um, program that I learned here very early on and just absolutely loved at the retirement mm-hmm. guys. It's simple. It's an acronym. We're talking about taxes, estate, asset protection, money management. I wanted to go back and just add one thing. I think really what makes us unique is that when you come back from one of our seminars uh, or one of our educational events, you don't feel like you need a shower. Right. You, know, you don't feel <laughs> like you got slimed and that it was you're being sold something. You know, I always ask the clients when they come in, you know, what'd you think? How'd you like it? And did you feel? One of the questions I ask always is, did you feel like you were really being sold anything? Mm-hmm. And nobody ever says, oh, yeah, I do. I felt like it was nobody says that. Right. Mm-hmm. And I know the events that that, that that you guys put on for the investments and the retirement income systems and the ones that I put on for Medicare it's educational events and we we really stress that to make sure that you understand we're trying to educate all of you out there to help you understand exactly what your options are Mm -hmm. and we help you navigate through that but you're absolutely right that's a good way to put it i've heard you even in meetings and as we're preparing for events uh say i'm not doing that sounds too salesy you know it's not it's just not us and so i think that just comes from experience, not being, you know, being in the business for 30 years. That's something that you want to look for. Um, not taking anything away from some of the newer advisors, but you do want to work with somebody in retirement planning that's got some 
some gray hairs, you know, that's been in the business a little bit, sure. that's lived through a lot of the ups and downs of the markets, the 2000 to 2001, 2002 market uh, tech wreck, the uh, 2008 to uh, 2009 Great Recession, all these events that you just can't uh, teach that. You can't teach that type of experience in, in college, and uh, we have a lot of it here. I think another thing um, that's important when it comes to the team approach and our independent income system and how all these pieces fit together, the first and foremost to me is uh, getting somebody off the couch, getting them actually started in a financial plan. Mm -hmm. That's typically what I found is the biggest hurdle is getting started and holding people accountable. And with with our firm, everything starts with the financial plan, and that's the ultimate overarching tool that we use to keep our clients engaged, to keep them, to get them started on a plan, and uh, to just hold them accountable to achieving some of the goals that they tell us that they want to achieve. So, in addition to you know the technical components, the 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 trademark independent income system. I think what makes us unique again is you don't feel like you got slimed. It's not a sales presentation. We love what we do. We are educators, in my opinion, first, and uh, we're be held accountable for the things that you want to accomplish. Yeah, and like you talked about, I mean, the first is a kind of a baby step, getting up off the couch and taking that baby step. Whether it's giving us a call at the office and scheduling a time to talk about, you know, what are your biggest concerns or goals or objectives? You know, maybe you've been listening to the show. We've been on uh, nearly uh, 21 years now. So whether you've been on a uh, first-time listener or been a long-time listener, but if you haven't reached out to us, uh, we always love it when people call us and they ask us questions, whether it's a, a topic you want us to discuss on the next show, whether it's something that you want to talk offline about and talk about your individual situation, or if it's just taking that baby step. And one of the baby steps that you can take, again, is come out to one of our events uh, on the website, ARHQ.com. We've got events that are coming up that are healthcare related, but we also have some of the ones that are financial topics. Again, wealth, wine, and wisdom. And uh, what a you know better opportunity than get up and get off the couch and come have a great glass of wine with us, some delicious food and great company while learning about some of these strategies to make your retirement savings uh, even better. That event's going to be at Urban Pine. It's really for guests that are over 55 and, you know, people that are serious about, you know, the financial future. And we're going to discuss some of the latest strategies on protecting your assets, minimizing your tax burden, and ensuring your estate is properly planned for the future. So a wealth of information and, uh, you know, a great event where you can come out to. And the seating is limited in that event because if you've been to Urban Pine, it's not a huge space. So the speeding is is limited to the first 30 reservations that come in. Uh, so if you haven't made that reservation, uh, we'd love to have you come out. And it's real simple. Just go to ARHQ.com to find, you know, the, the, the date and the time and, and go and reserve your seat. Just by listening and tuning in today, you've shown that you're taking your retirement planning seriously or you're giving thought. The next step is to uh, getting off the couch, as Chaz and, and Nolan said there, and putting a plan in place, whether it is coming out to the event or just sitting down and speaking with the guys. You can go to ARHQ.com or give a call, 419 794 3030. A major component when it comes to retirement or investment in general is risk. And I think there's nobody at this point that's better to talk about risk than the people over at South Park. How can I help you, young man? I got a $100 check from my grandma, and my dad said I need to put it in the bank so it can grow over the years. Well, that's fantastic. A really smart decision, young man. We can put that check in a money market mutual fund. Then we'll reinvest the earnings into foreign currency accounts with compounding interest, and it's gone. Uh, what? It's gone. It's all gone. What's all gone? The money in your account. It didn't do too well. It's gone. What do you mean? I, I have $100. Not anymore, you don't. Poof. Well, what can I do to get back I'm my... I'm sorry, sir, but this line is for bank members only. Do you you have any money invested with this bank? No, you just lost it all. Then please stand aside for people who actually have money with us. Next, please. Now, risk is also a part of retirement planning, and I know there's a few pretty significant ones. Uh, guys, let's go over the, the five big retirement risks. Yeah, absolutely. And you gotta love that South Park clip, mm -hmm. you know, especially with all the bank news and what's no. going on. Uh, too soon, too soon. Yeah, too right, soon. right. I saw a, a, a T-shirt for the bank in California that went out. Apparently, they have new T-shirts. They're doing their first annual bank run. No. Wow. <laughs> wow. Right. Nice dad joke. There. Right. Oh, yeah. I thought that t-shirt would look pretty good around me and around the office, you know, but I'm not a runner. Either way, you know, we're talking about risk and we're, you know, when we're looking at risk and we're looking at the five big retirement risk, 
Um, I, we could talk for hours on this. Unfortunately, you know, due to our break coming up in a, just a couple of minutes, I'm going to narrow it down to the five biggest risks that you could take. And, you know, retirement risk are potential challenges that, you know, individuals will face during their retirement years. And, you know, retirement is a point in your life that doesn't allow the luxury of time to make up for mistakes. And obviously, everybody's situation is unique. There are a lot of different risks that are out there. But the five to pay attention to are, number one, longevity risk. Number two, inflation risk. Number three, market risk. Number four, healthcare risk. And number five, sequence of return to the, the five that I'd point out. When we look at longevity risk, you know, we're, we're looking at the risk of outliving your retirement savings due to longer life expectancy. You know, people are living longer. They need to ensure that they have enough money that's going to be saved to cover throughout their all their years. Jazz, one of the things I would say is a certified financial planner, one of the things and observations that I've made in a lot of the meetings that we've done together in the comprehensive planning process is you run people through this planning software. And within this planning software, it's taking a look at these risks and it's also looking at some of the other biggest risks that retirees are facing. And what it shows is it shows the probability of success of their plan if different things happen. So like what happens instead of living to age 90, sure. you live to age 100. Sure. You know, what is the probability of those things happening? And an observation that I'd say is it's nice to know as a retiree, what are the biggest risks that I personally is facing? Not, you know, not the biggest risks to all retirees, but for my family situation, this software allows them to dive right into their situation. We're looking at the biggest risks that uh, take and knock out their probability of success. Yeah. So the, the uh, plan that you're speaking of, we call it Right Capital, and and it does just that. It allows us to be specific to your your unique situation and your circumstances financially, but we know overall that there are some broad concerns that almost every retiree is going to face, like inflation and the uh, rising cost of health care, for instance. Um, so those are pretty much standard. Uh, we also usually will include a, a standard um, cash flow, I guess, for long-term care. Mm -hmm. We know that about 50% of the people in the United States are going to need about $100,000 of long-term care at some point in their life, and we know about... Um, you know, generally there's just a little less, maybe 25, 30% of people that might need around $200,000. So we know those generally are going to be included in almost every plan. But for some, uh, you know, like longevity risk, the risk of outliving your money may not be as big of a risk, especially if you have, like we talked about earlier in the, the show, pensions and social right. security. If we can guarantee your guaranteed or reliable sources of income, that uh, are, are going to meet your guaranteed source of expense, longevity risk really may not play as much of a factor. However, conversely, if you're really concerned about Social Security, we've talked about this on previous shows about the 2030 deadline when that trust fund runs out. If that's a concern, if a, you know, a large portion of your retirement income is based on Social Security and you want to see what it's going to look like if Social Security is reduced by 25%, you know, that's something that we can actually take a look at. In the Monte Carlo simulation, it's a fancy term for basic random number generator. It's our best guess. It's our best uh, efforts at trying to describe what the future is going to look like. It was actually designed, I think, in the 40s to determine what would be the outcome of drop, you know, of a nuclear bomb. You know, sure. nobody knows, obviously. So the randomness, the computer does a great job of, of kind of helping us quantify that in terms that it's easy to articulate to clients. And Scott, we did a show earlier and when we had talked about the fact of why people retire early, and I think the stat was roughly 40 or 42 percent of people retire early because of an unexpected and unplanned for health care risk. Sure. That's another big risk, I think, that a lot of people aren't taking into consideration. So, you know, when you're thinking about that risk, what are the steps that people can take to maybe get ahead of that and, you know, make sure that that isn't something that impacts them? Well, it's like what you said, Chaz, you know, um, longevity may not be uh, an issue for everybody. Well, healthcare may not be an issue for everybody as well. You know, if you're healthy, your, your, your genetics, you know, your family history is really good. I've got a client that his dad passed away and he was 103, hmm. right? And this guy, um, He's got some really good genes, right? So he's not so much concerned about that. But one of the things you want to make sure you do is put a plan in place. Make sure that you've got a plan in place that's going to help uh, mitigate some of that loss that you could have if you had, um, you know, a, a significant claim without the proper coverage. Mm -hmm. 
you know, dental is a big one, right? And people don't even think about how much is it going to cost. Well, most insurance plans don't cover dental, especially at a large amount. I've got one guy that's got uh, like $15,000 of dental work. Hmm. Well, where are you going to get that money from? You know, the insurance company's not going to pay 15000 for dental work. So the, these are some things that are coming out of your um, out of your portfolio or, or, you know, you've got to take that money out of somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. So one of the things I would just, you know, advise people to do is make sure you get the big picture on what your health care cost could be. Yeah. Okay. Because we, like you said, we can't really predict what that's going to be. If you're healthy, you don't use it. Um, you're not going to spend the money. And that's usually why I like you going first in some of the joint appointments. Sure. You'll give me the inputs that I need for the healthcare. Absolutely. And then it all kind of comes together because that is one of the, the biggest expenses that you're going to have in return. Yeah, because one of the things that you add into your, your, um, you know, your program is what are the expected out-of-pocket expenses? Mm-hmm. You know, And if you estimate five to 6000 but I can write them a plan where that, that number could be three to 4000 then that's going to change the number so to speak for what you're doing yep absolutely so those are are the five big retirement risks but there are more again that that we can take a look at if you want to know what the retirement risk that your family is personally facing i'd say give us a call let Chaz run that monte carlo analysis uh we'll be able to tell you you know what some of the biggest risks are because the nice thing is is once you know what they are then you know what to do and there's some solutions that we can share with you on how to reduce and or eliminate some of those risks that you're facing very much so once you know what you're up against you can start working out a strategy to uh, overcome those things it all starts with that phone call 419-794-3030 or you can always go to the website as well arhq.com I've heard it said more than once, it's not what you make, it's what you keep. And I can't help but feel like that's where good tax planning comes into play. So let's talk about everybody's favorite thing here, taxes, of course. How can you help formulate a strategy, a tax strategy, into someone's retirement plan? It's a great question. I think, you know, this time of year becomes even a more popular time Mm -hmm. when people are thinking about taxes, you know, with getting their taxes filed. You know, we think about the good versus bad tax planning habits. Uh, I'd say right off the get-go, one of the bad habits that I think a lot of people do is they file their federal taxes for last year and they box it all up and they put it away and they say, I'm done with it. It's over. What, you know, whether you're doing your taxes on your own, whether you're going to a tax preparer or utilizing the CPA, you know, in that situation, a bad habit is thinking that recording the history of what already happened is a planning strategy. It's not. What we're trying to talk about right now is now is the important time where we can take last year and the previous information and let's say, what can we do in 2023 to try to minimize the taxes that you pay? One of the things that we have, we came up with the tax saver checklist and we've identified roughly 25 different things in areas that are talking about ways to look for ways that families can minimize taxes. It's things like what we had talked about in a meeting earlier this week with Dan and Barb. And, you know, for Dan and Barb, we were saying, hey, you have all of this taxable money that you're not using right now. You know, it could make sense to move some money over into the tax-free category. And, And here's three different choices. You know, it could be like what we talked about with Chris and Sarah, and we talked about the fact that, you know, roughly 53% of their money was in the tax deferred category. And at some point, they're going to be forced to take required minimum distributions on money that they don't even need. But, you know, by doing so, they're creating this tax time bomb for their family. Uh, there could be a much more efficient way by proactively looking at it and taking a strategy over the next five to 10 years. So, you know, when we're talking about good habits, we're talking about how do you take that information from the past? apply it to this year and say, you know, how can we minimize the taxes? Again, the tax saver checklist is something that we can go over with folks. And another thing that we have is we have that event that's coming up. It's uh, another popular event. It's called Wealth, Wine, and Wisdom. Uh, That event is coming up. It's May 9th and 10th. It's over at Urban Pain Winery. But we're going to be talking about not only taxes, we're going to be talking about, you know, how to minimize your health care expenses. We're going to be talking about ways to reduce the amount of money that you pay for you and your loved ones, ultimately in creating the ultimate estate plan. And all of this kind of goes in hand in hand. And You know, when you think about it and you're thinking about your relatives, Uncle Sam is probably one relative that you want to give as little as possible Mm -hmm. to. Yeah. And even keeping more in your pocket, you know, you know, there are things that you can do today to keep more in your pocket. So, again, examples of like what we were talking about with the folks of of utilizing uh, money that they're paying taxes on every year, even though they're not using it, moving it into different strategies can make make a lot of sense. Mm 
What are your thoughts as far as, um, you know, looking at things like Roth IRAs? What are you thinking about, you know, the changes? There's new changes within the SECURE Act for how you can make contributions or company contributions goes in uh, for 401ks or IRAs. What are your thoughts as far as, you know, good versus bad tax planning habits? Yeah, Nolan, I think um, taxes really for me are one of the bright spots of the business. I know a lot of people don't like, a lot of financial advisors shy away from taxes, but it's really one of the areas of, of discipline that I've chosen to focus on because I think taxes are where you can go from rich to, to wealthy. I mean, I think the difference there between investment management, just kind of you know, investing assets and then actually considering the tax component, mm-hmm. I, th- I think that's what, what I refer to wealth management is. And so when you're into some of the higher tax brackets and some of the, you know, maybe higher net worths where taxes are really starting to eat into your your uh, bottom line there, like when we talked with um, the clients just before the meeting today, taxes are a big concern of theirs. So this is an area where I think financial planners, if they're not talking to you about your taxes, I'm not saying that they should be giving you tax advice because I'm not a CPA, I'm not, you know, giving you tax advice, but we can generally give you direction and we can come up with a plan to mitigate those taxes as much as possible. One of the ways is uh, that we help our clients keep very accurate tax records. So obviously all of the statements, all of the, the tax planning documents are available to our clients. We can provide those to you and to your accountants um, to make that process a little easier. But just keeping track of the records of the cost basis of some of your investments, of any uh, loss carry forwards. So if you've had a loss maybe this year that you've uh, incurred as a result of the market and not knowing what that is and what the implications of it in the future are is, I think, a bad tax habit. Also, like you mentioned earlier, Nolan, having some tax free, having some tax deferred, having some taxable money. Tax, uh, the concept of diversification, I think, applies to taxes like it does investments because you don't know what your situation is going to be in when you may seek, you know, want to retire early, maybe taxes are going to go up, maybe even taxes end up going down. Nobody knows. But having um, a mixture of uh, tax plans, uh, tax status of investments is, I think, a good habit to get into. Also, uh, ignoring tax lost harvesting. We mentioned that as an observation in a review that we had with some uh, a client, a potential client, that on their taxes, there were no losses or gains realized. And so you you want to make sure that you're taking advantage of opportunities to offset gains with losses. We call that process tax loss harvesting. Also charitable giving. We have clients that are gifting charitable donations right out of their checking account when they could be giving those distributions from their IRA tax free. So it's, it's just, it's the marginal stuff. Um, again, it's not You've heard the term the tax tail wagging the dog. It's not that. We're going to be very disciplined, very detailed. We're going to have a financial plan. Um, But on the margins, I think that's where we can take you from good to great. I'm the perfect client for this. Mm -hmm. I'm the perfect person that needs more guidance on this. So what do you tell me? How do I take advantage of this? What are the next steps for me uh, and anybody out there like me, what do I do? I, I think it starts with, you know, having a conversation and I think becoming educated about what the choices that are out there. I think it was the honorable learned hand, the judge who said, you know, there's two systems of taxation, one for the informed and one for the uninformed. Mm-hmm. I know uh, when I was recently at a conference uh, and I was down in Atlanta with some financial advisors, uh, one of the advisors had walked up to one of the other advisors I was talking with and uh, handed him a bottle of wine and said, hey, thanks for that advice on some real estate that I was dealing with. It saved me a bunch of money on taxes because I didn't know that strategy. I ran it past my CPA. My CPA loved it and it worked out great. And so, you know, everybody was able to learn based upon that because he got that education. It would be the same. So uh, two takeaways I'd say, number one is if you want to go through the tax saver checklist, I am a big checklist driven person. I like to make sure we cross the T's and dot the I's so we can take those taxes, take a look at them, say, you know, what did you apply last year to your situation and what could be applied to this year and for the next five or 10 years or even for your family? What are the things that you're not crossing the T's and dotting the I's? You know, worst case scenario, you find out you've crossed all the T's and dotted all the I's. Then I'd say put the taxes away, grab the golf clubs and go outside and start enjoying the nice weather that we have. 
The other thing that you can do is if you want to come in a more relaxed setting uh, and you want to learn about you know, the, the strategies, what are the things that are on the checklist, what are the ideas, I would say come out to the uh, event that we have coming up at Urban Pine on Wealth, Wine, and Wisdom because we will be talking about taxes. What's so important about this is the decision that you make in taxes mm -hmm. impacts everything else. Sure. So, you know, what a poor job it would be for me or Chaz or on the investment side to, to help somebody make some extra money on their investments to only turn around and give more than they should have in taxes. Sure. What a waste of it, planning it would have been to help somebody make more money to turn around and only find out it cost them double or triple what their health care cost was. You know, that's the difference between good versus bad planning habits is taking a look at how does this all fit together in my unique situation and making sure that uh, it all works together because all the decisions that you make are going to impact one area versus another. That's how you get to really having a good tax planning habit. And so if you're not getting advice right now, somebody just did your taxes and they didn't talk about running a tax roadmap for 2023, that's exactly what we can do. And Chaz, as you pointed out, we're not CPAs. We're not trying to tell tell you or sell you tax planning services. We think there are great tax planners out there. They're great CPAs. But if you're not getting that advice on how to keep the government away from your money, it's time to have a conversation about what you can do different. And then let's get you out on the golf course when you have more money where you can sure. spend time on the boat and with your family and keep everybody and keep, more importantly, the government away from your money. The number is 419-794-3030. Uh, very detail-oriented. America's Retirement Headquarters love their checklist. Maybe you're a little less so like myself, but that is okay, letting them figure out a plan, not just for uh, the taxes coming up this year, but, you know, the 20, 30 years you're going to spend in retirement, how to keep Uncle Sam at bay. 419-794-3030. We say that it is never too early to plan for retirement. It's never too late to plan for retirement. And let's speak to the, to the, the younger sector here. A recent study shows that more than half of millennials, ages 18 to 39, have moved back in with their parents. And Wealth Advisor Chip Munn tells the street.com that could actually have an adverse effect on mom and dad's nest egg. And one of the things for people who are in or near retirement that often can be forgotten is with kids, these days we're seeing a lot more of them for various reasons, leaning on mom and dad. And so for most people, the way that they are funding their retirement is to lean on assets that they've already saved up. And if you haven't accounted for some of this extra gifting, then it can be a big issue when you go to draw on it later in retirement. So let's speak both to the parents and, and their kids here. Have you had a conversation with clients about this? Is there a way to help kids through a retirement plan rather than uh, in spite of it or from it? Yeah, you know, really, I think if you look at the recent study that more than half, 52% of millennials, you know, have moved back in with their parents, I, I'd say the first thing we have to ask is why? Why is that happening, right? Uh, I know, I guess with my age and my generation, uh, once I hit the door at 18, I was off. I was sure, off. Sure. I don't know what would have happened to make me forced to go home. But, you know, as an adult, as a parent, as a, you know, somebody who has a child at home now, I can't say it was great having, you know, my son home from college to spend some time with him. But uh, he'll be home this summer, and I, I look forward to that time as well. But, you know, there becomes a point where, you know, hopefully he gets to be independent on his own and he doesn't need to come back in because, you know, I would agree they eat everything in the house. They yeah, want they gas do. money. They, you know, take me shopping. Let's go out to eat. So, you know, for the, the parents, it does add additional expenses on, and that, you know, can have some adverse effects on mom and dad's nest egg. So when we think about it and we're thinking about why are millennials moving home, one thing I think about is job losses, right? Right. Absolutely. So we've seen it in the news with uh, the recession that we're in, the deep recession that is coming or, or, you know, whatever the state of the economy is, all of a sudden you show up to work and you thought things were great and then all of a sudden you were shown to the door. The second thing is maybe an unexpected like healthcare crisis. Um, you know, maybe you got hurt, you, you weren't able to go home. Uh, maybe it's the issue of things like getting a divorce at a young age. Sure. Uh, you got married, thought things were gonna be great, and then things didn't turn out the way they, they planned on, so you moved back home for that. You know, you, could, you guys can add to any of those, but mm -hmm. when I think about it, I'm gonna tell you a couple of specific steps. So I have you know, a 20 year old and I also have a 16 year old. So I have one in college and then one in high school. And for me, I personally would say it's the conversation I heard at the top of the stairs 
you know, when I listened to my mom and dad when I was little and, and I heard what they said, you know, my dad taught me to save and invest at a young age. You know, parents, if you're not talking to your kids about the importance of saving for an emergency, that's a conversation that you want to have. You know, maybe this year, you know, the holidays, maybe you don't need to give them a, a big, you know, gift. Maybe what you do is help them set money aside in things like a, an IRA or a Roth IRA or an investment account. So they, they have money set aside for an emergency. You should have six months months worth of money set aside to cover all the living expenses uh, so you can have a little bit of a breather because life's going to throw you a what if and that 18 19 year old or even 39 year old they haven't experienced what we have all experienced right. in life mm -hmm. when it, it throws you the, the what if you know there's healthcare crisis i came in last week uh, and i had heard about uh, you know, one of my good friends, and unfortunately, he's diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Wow. Some of you that are listeners, you, you know, uh, I lost my mom to pancreatic cancer. And, uh, you know, because we're on radio, I can't say all the things that I want to say about cancer, but let's just say cancer sucks. Right. And so in their family situation, they could be thrown upside down because of you know, what's happening with battling the cancer, you know, the expenses that are going to come, maybe he's not able to go to work, you know, life's going to change in that situation. And then even in the third situation, I think if you look at the statistics that is out there is divorces, right. is it half of people uh, that end up in a marriage getting a divorce? And then th those are the reasons that come through. So there are things that you can do in helping those kids to make sure that they have a retirement plan that they can go in through rather than run from and take away from. Uh, one of the things that I did for my son is I set up a cash value life insurance policy. Mm -hmm. This life insurance policy, the advantage is it, it gave him and his family some life insurance benefits. He's still young. He's been dating the same great girl from high school for over five years. I hope it's not for a while, but at some point they're going to start a family. They're going to get married. If that's the right person for him, either way, at some age, you know, when you're thinking of the 18 to 39, you're thinking of a family starting. Now he has life insurance. So if something happens, you know, his family's going to be provided for. In addition to that, the policy that I set up, he has critical chronic terminal illness coverage. So if he gets hit in an automobile accident, if he's off work because of some type of issue, he could possibly have some money that he doesn't have to come to mom and dad and say, hey, I need to live under your house because I can't pay my mortgage. I also got my kids involved in investing early on. So both my boys uh, have investment accounts where we've kind of walked them through building that retirement nest egg. are a lot of great things that, that we can do. So, you know, when I think about what can I do to help my kids plan for retirement, those are a couple of things that can come up. Um, and I think, you know, as a loving parent, um, sometimes we, you know, kick them and say, well, we got them to 18. Now they're on their own. But it's really not until they're in their 30s or 40s that they're independent. They still need mom and dad. Uh, you know, one of those things uh, we were talking before we started this segment, you know, what would you tell your your younger self or what would you tell your kids? You know, my mother had uh, a, a phrase that she would tell. She told both of my kids, uh, put 50 percent of everything you make away until you can't do that anymore right when you start getting a house and you know families and things like that it's hard to put 50 percent away but these are things that they are working hard at doing right now one of the things that i told my son early on that was instilled upon me is that you shouldn't have any debt i think debt sure. kind of creates an albatross around a child's neck that it's very hard for them to get to get uh beyond i mean it it, it inhibits them from you know maybe buying a home and starting mm -hmm. their family. So for whatever reason, I think the statistics show that millennials have a significant amount of student debt uh, and debt in general. Maybe it's because this is the rising cost of tuition, the cost, whatever it may be. But I think that's one of the areas if your children haven't went to school yet or college yet, helping them to understand the risks of taking on a ton of debt. And if so, getting that thing paid off as soon as possible. I'll take a page out of Dave Ramsey's book. But if you have a, a ton of debt and you lose your job, it's, it becomes a crisis. Yes. And so it, it's a lot easier to get through something like a job loss if you don't have a ton of student debt. So that would be in addition to everything that we've talked about today. Because obviously the less money you're paying out towards a loan or a credit card is more money you get to keep for yourself or save away for retirement. But that can be easier said than done. When it comes to retirement planning, it can be easier said than done, like we were talking about earlier. Just knowing and just by tuning in here, you're taking the right steps towards your retirement. The next action is putting pen to paper, having a plan in place, figuring out what you need to do. 
3030 is the phone number. Whether you're 65 or 35, you know, somewhere in between there, even younger, you want to get serious about your retirement, the team's here for you. 419-794-3030 or online at ARHQ.com. Now, Chaz, with you being, what, you said 60 days or so out from yeah. your, your wedding day, this seems like a, a kind of fun way to, to put a bow on the show here. It's probably not the best way to start off a marriage. Here's a Kevin Elizabeth, a photographer from San Diego on TikTok. I've photographed about 200 weddings at this point in my career, and I think I've only seen about three instances of having the groom smash cake in the bride's face. And the very first one that I saw that, the bride got cake all in her eye, basically ruined her makeup. She ran off crying. I didn't see her for like 45 minutes, and they are now divorced. So, yeah, I think it's probably not the best idea to shove cake in each other's faces unless you agree upon that beforehand. So, Chaz, if that was something that you were planning on, you might want to reconsider that. Uh, When designing a retirement plan for couples, have you ever encountered a difference of opinions on how each one wants to approach retirement? And uh, if so, were they able to reach an agreement? Well, I think what's interesting, you know, this is Nolan. I get to be the old man here to give some advice. So, you know, my wife and I, we've been together since she was 14, so a little over 30 years together. And, you know, been married for 22 of those years, uh, coming up uh, as high school sweethearts. And, you know, the other thing that I would say is meeting with hundreds and hundreds of families over the years and helping them with developing their financial and retirement plan. It is very common to see the husband and wife have differences of opinion. Mm-hmm. I think that's why it's so important that both the husband and wife come in when they're sitting down with the financial advisor. Some things like, you know, one of the uh, people may be more aggressive and the other one may be more conservative, but, you know, there may be more concerns. The wife may be more concerned about how am I, you know, helping with my kids and getting them through college or planning a legacy for them. Uh, where the husband may be more concerned about how am I going to save for our second house that we want to have. And, you know, when designing retirement plans for couples, uh, just know it's okay to have a difference of opinion. Uh, you know, what's the old Paula Abdul song, Opposites Attract? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that, that rings true. Uh, but I will back up a little bit. So I know, again, with the wedding, so the cake smashing, is, is that off the D- plan? Duly noted. All right. It's, it's off. No and way. So Scott, did, I would you know, agree with that. recently married, did smash cake? No, no, absolutely not. I learned my lesson the first time. Yeah. So <laughs> I got married here in Perrysburg. I think we did a little bit on just the side, but I definitely knew not to smash cake. <laughs> (laughs) Uh, at at that point as well. You know, I I think, you know, from things that are going out there and and things that are out there in life, any tips, Scott, that you would give on, you know, how to get uh, the difference of opinion and each working on the same approach together? I think today's couples are a little bit different than the couples of many years past. Like when Nolan, you and your wife first got together and got married, you probably both have, uh, you know, shared accounts, you know, and, and that's what happened. Um, I think more today, I think a lot of couples have separate accounts. Um, maybe that one spending account, uh, his money, you know, like the, my wife says, um, you know, uh, my money's my money and your money's my money. Right. Um, so I think you run into that a lot, but I think it's very important. Like you said, Nolan, I, I can't stress this enough. You need both people to sit down. Uh, they may not agree but you need both people to sit down and to discuss it, especially with the finances. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. that's a big deal. Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't obviously been married yet, but I've worked with a lot of married couples, and maybe this is easier uh, said than done. But I think one of the biggest things that a married couple can do is to understand how they think, how each other thinks and feels about money. Yeah. Because I think uh, the way you think about money, you know, are you a spendthrift or are you, uh, you know, a saver or... Um, just kind of just do whatever you want to do sort of thing. I think that does affect uh, a lot of the financial financial decisions that you're going to have to make in everyday life. And so it's important, I think, to understand that. And as an advisor, we have a couple of tools that we can help our clients kind of, um, you know, walk through and understand what each other's role are. Uh, generally, we find that there are financial spouses and non-financial spouses. Mm-hmm. And so Oftentimes, we tend to gravitate towards the financial spouse because that's what we've chosen to do for a living. We love numbers. We love getting in the weeds with some of these things. But uh, it's taken a long time and a lot of training to stop, you know, and and re kind of focus the attention on the non-financial spouse because their input matters just as much. And oftentimes, that can be the decision that controls 
the finances anyway. It just not be may not be the the person that's doing the numbers in the spreadsheets. Yeah, you know, one thing I will tell you um, um, with my wife and I, uh, she will lean on me for advice and help with investing. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to her money, spending her money, she spends her money her way and I spend my money my way. But the investment part, uh, she'll lean on me. So yeah. you, you're, you're absolutely yeah. right. Perfect. If when you go and you uh, click on the meet the team tab over there at ARHQ.com, you're going to see uh, pictures of all the guys and, and a, lot of, a lot of titles there. One thing you won't find on there is marriage counselor. But there is a degree of that, I think, <laughs> when it comes to developing a plan, making sure that, you know, the, the husband and the wife, the spouses are, are on the same page. Don't have to agree about everything, but... Obviously, getting to through and beyond retirement together, there needs to be some some commonality, as I said. So, uh, when you do set up a time to speak with the team, don't hesitate. You know, make sure that that, that you're both there, and and uh, if not for every single meeting, at least for the majority of them, to make sure that it is a plan that is going to uh, get you guys there happily and and, and successfully. Mm-hmm. It all starts with that phone call four one nine seven nine four thirty thirty or the website arhq.com. I want to thank you for joining us today, spending part of your day with us here on America's Retirement Headquarters with uh, Nolan Baker, Scott Kirshner, Chaz Price. Please have a great week ahead of you. Be safe out there. Guys, thank you for the time as always. And as we wrap up, I want to leave you with the final word. Yeah, I would just say, you know, on the end note, it is important, I think, both spouses come in and do the planning process. You know, if you think about it, uh, money is just a tool, a tool to accomplish different things. And the main thing to remember is, that it's not the money that matters the most in a relationship. It's really about what that money can accomplish with those goals and objectives. And that's why even if you're the strong one on the financial side, having both people part of the conversation is what you need to do. And that's what we're here for. So when you think retirement, think America's Retirement Headquarters is home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates. We'll see you next week, same time, same channel, uh, right here on Toledo's largest talk station, 1370 WSBD. America's Retirement Headquarters is located at 1700 Woodlands Drive in Maumee, Ohio. You can reach them by calling 419-794-3030 or online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Nolan Baker is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstance. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Nolan Baker, Ohio Insurance License Number 27787.